the business savvy singer. Hey there. And welcome to the Business Savvy Singer podcast. I'm Dr. Greta Pope, and I'm so glad that you're here. This podcast is dedicated to vocalists and to those who love them. We interview singers who are working professionally to get a glimpse into their lives and celebrate their personal journey to success. Join us weekly to learn how to move your career forward. Get tips and recommendations to help you realize the career of your dreams. You're listening to the Business Savvy Singer Podcast, brought to you by the PrivateMusicStudio.net, providing online education to build sustainable careers in music. Also, Eternal Wolf Music, producing audio for every need. And Greta Pope Entertainment for the finest in entertainment. This week, we're going to continue our conversation with Barbara Ann Martin. So, tell us how you came to Chicago. What brought you here? I've been affiliated with a church and a community for over 40 years that's in Richton Park. It's a long story how I got to know the founder, Reverend John Scudder, who was quite an amazing teacher. I would come once a year to visit him, stay with his family, who also were another set of very wonderful people in my life. Mm -hmm. And I would keep coming from time to time just to visit. But I was a confirmed New Yorker. I was out there having a career. I didn't need to get married. None of that. And then once upon a time, I came out here, and I met this man. Oh, I'm not interested in a man from Wisconsin. By the name of James Ellery Green. It turned out that in 1994, he came out to New York to visit me. He was a management consultant, so he traveled a lot. And he came to see me. And it was extraordinary because all of a sudden, it's like somebody opened my eyes. Oh, I'm seeing you again. Hi, I'm so glad to meet you. It's like on a soul level, we connected so quickly. This was April of 1994, and by July 23rd, we were married. And I moved out here. I took a chance because I knew what it was like in New York. I knew what my career was doing. My parents, unfortunately, had passed on. And you know, if you're near an airport, you can go anywhere. That's right. So instead of a New York airport, I'm next to O'Hare. That's great. And he's been the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. That is so lovely. You know, I have a similar story that the reason I came to Tell me. Is that I met a man. And we met in January. We're frozen. In July. And it was, you know, it was, it was wonderful. So it's a very similar kind of, of thing, you know, and I find that a lot of women come to Chicago as a result of uh, meeting a man and choosing to spend the rest of their life with them. So it's a wonderful thing. Definitely for me. Yeah, for me, it's been great. It's been great. So you are on the faculty at Music Institute of Chicago 
what has this been like for you during the pandemic? Are you teaching online? Um, you know, what kinds of changes have you had to make or adjustments? How has that been? First of all, I have been at the Music Institute for over 25 years. Wow. It's wonderful. been an extraordinary experience. It's been a growth experience for me. I adore my students because they're so interesting. They're such interesting people. I have people from age seven through to 76, 77, and everywhere in between. Yep. People come to express themselves. Young people come because they need poise, they need confidence, or they really, really want to get the lead in their high school musical. Right. Yeah. Some people want to go forward into careers. Most people are doing it simply to enjoy life more mm -hmm. and to be more well-rounded. Many of them become patrons of the arts for the rest of their lives because music is essential, yes. vitally important to us. Yes. So I have had a very strong base of students who I've developed a loyalty to, and I think they have developed a loyalty to me also. So when the pandemic hit and they suddenly could not meet with me in person, and we have such fun in person, mm -hmm. as you know, uh, it just was not possible. As of March 21st, this will be one full year of teaching on Zoom. Mm -hmm. From time to time, social distancing, although we can't wear masks, I air out the room a lot, I will have a person come for an in-person lesson. And of course, it's so nice to be able to turn around and play the piano for them yes, without is. the latency issues that we all suffer from. Oh, Greta, I have to find out how you deal with that. Yeah, it's, it, yeah. we'll have that conversation offline because I have a lot of tactics that I use and I'm, very I'm well. sure we all come up with solutions. Yeah. yeah because because the bottom line is that music has been our lifeline. That's right. That's right. And when my students come to me, a lot of it from time to time is counseling because they're going through hard times and they need to express it to someone who is not their family. That's right. So That's they tell me things that I, of course, forget. Nobody hears from them, hears but me. Yeah. And they know they can trust me. Yeah, yeah. Also, making music in this way has been huge. In fact, I have students of all ages who have made progress during this pandemic because they take this little screen and they focus. Absolutely. They focus their energies. They concentrate better. They see me as well as themselves, so they can say, you know, can you do this? Can you, op can you yeah. open your, your masseter muscles, let them go? Yeah. Oh, what's that? Then they see them yes. with me. It's been a wonderful tool. Yes. I know when we go back to, quote unquote, real life, Zoom will always be a part of mine. We yeah. will be doing both. There will always be a hybrid. And I guarantee if the snow falls the way it did two weeks ago, I'll be on Zoom instead of 294 trying to drive through it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I have loved teaching online. It's just been such a, an unexpected pleasure. You know, I teach the classical, musical theater, pop, R&B, gospel styles, everything. And I have students in Georgia, Maryland, New York, Connecticut, Tennessee, 
Florida, California, Illinois, and Indiana. And having students across the country is something I would never have been able to do prior to this time. You know, so you've it, it, always been way ahead of me on that. But I have a student now who wants to start studying, perhaps, and she's in Taiwan. Wonderful. It's wonderful. And so you're maybe able to we're soon that I'll have to be getting up very early in the morning. Yeah. Yes, it's a wonderful, you know, it, it opens an entirely new audience to us as teachers. It is just really, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. I'm, I'm just so thrilled and so kind of surprised by it because initially I was thinking, boy, you know, how is this going to work? How am I going to do this? Are they going to feel that they're getting a good lesson, you know, with, with being online? But absolutely, people, people love it. I, I had one student who didn't want to do it. She wouldn't even make an attempt. Really? She's an adult student. She wouldn't try it at all. But then again, she wasn't singing in her church choir. She wasn't singing anywhere. Yeah. Finally, she said, okay, I'll try it. And she's been having a great time getting back to singing. Yeah. yeah. Is it the same? No. But it's what we have. And we've maximized the ability to create beauty. That's right. That's right. And, you know, for, for my students, I have one little girl. I remember last, well, maybe it was the winter before, her mom uh, brought her to my home studio. It was snowing horribly. Her mom's car got stuck in the parking space. So my neighbors are out there trying to push her out. Well, now this little girl has been having her lessons at 8.30 a.m. on Saturday mornings in the cutest little PJs and robe that she wears. And it is just wonderful. Her mother said, this is great. I don't have to go anywhere. I don't have to get out early in the morning. Her mother can be doing other things and she's having her lessons. So there are a lot of pluses to it. A lot of pluses. Yeah, it's really. Absolutely. Yeah, I think, you know, I think that I will always uh, continue to teach online. Um, and, and, you know, for some of my students, uh, exclusively online because of their locations. So, you know, it's, it's just been a, a very nice byproduct of this horrible COVID-19 era, <laughs> which is not, um, you know, it's not been uh, optimal in most ways, but I think in this situation, it's, it's certainly been a very good thing for me. So if people want to take lessons with you, tell them how they can sign up with you. What a good idea. I finally have Zelle. Yay! Or do they say Zelle? I'm not sure. <laughs> I think it's Zell. <laughs> well, that's what it is in my house. So now I am connected that way to be able to accommodate anyone who wants to study. That's a good question. Should they possibly contact the CalFare Center and leave their information and then I can get back to them? That's fantastic. That's, that's one way. If they would like to study through the Music Institute, which is a great blessing, especially when we get back to live performances at Nichols Concert Hall, which is magnificent to sing in, then they could call or email me through the Music Institute. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. Okay. So you are reading audiobooks. Tell us about that. How long have you been doing it? What is the experience of recording been like for you? You know, it's, it's so interesting you should ask that because I was thinking I probably would be talking about that and I got a list of them. I don't know when I started. Probably 
Joe Wright, our mm -hmm. wonderful friend and my recording engineer, will be able to know, might be five years. I don't know. This is not something that I went through, went to full time. Yeah. But the bottom line was that I had been given an audiobook. Jim and I were going to go on a road trip and I was going to play this self-help book and keep us very positive along the way. <laughs> and it was so boring. I said, oh, come on, I can do better than that. So sure enough, an opportunity came up that Joe had me come over to his house. He's about 15 minutes away from me in Midlothian, mm -hmm. great home studio. Mm -hmm. And I started doing something there because as singers, Greta, you know, we have inflections, we have great diction, we can go up and down and you know, create a contour or not. Mm -hmm. We know how to use our voices. Yes, and how and to control our voices. That's the... Exactly. That's the how thing. to control our voices. Yes. And even more so, because I did all this weird music, I had even more colors to bring to, yes. to yes. narrating. Yes, it's wonderful. Agaftra had some wonderful workshops, one of whom, one of which was given by Sean. Yes. Yay! <laughs> and Sean Pratt, by the way, I guess I just call him Sean, but Sean Pratt, yes. who has recorded well over a thousand audiobooks himself. I started to study with him so that I could do better, so that I could understand more about how to get into the subject matter of what, an author, what the author was trying to present. Mm -hmm. And little by little, it grew. We got connected with an organization called ACX, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is, I guess you'd say it's a branch of Audible. Yes. And now it's become very popular I brought recently a wonderful author to ACX, and we just completed this remarkable audiobook. I should show it. Ooh. Yeah, please. It just came out a few years, a few weeks ago. Really? Remembering Qualities of Your Soul by Paul yeah. Hannah, MD. And it's quite a, a tome of self-discovery, which is very, very much a part of what we've all been going through this year oh. and last. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. That's now, I only have about 16 audiobooks, but mm -hmm. in the trade, that says that I'm... Yeah, you're doing it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I remember when you got started, and uh, it's just such a great thing. I'm glad that it's grown for you, and uh, it's it's become a a, a new kind of uh, thing for you. It's, it's Absolutely. It's very, very uplifting. And now I have a home studio downstairs. Great. Thanks to Sean, he helped me. Wonderful. Get get it uh, constructed. So, so are I'm you ready. engineering your own audio books now? Not yet. No. And I'm still yeah. working on getting the Wi-Fi better downstairs. So yeah. Joe and I are working on that a lot. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah, there's a learning curve to to doing all of these things, but you're well on the way. You're well on the I way. I absolutely to am on the way. Yeah. And I'm when I'm thinking of last March at this time, when we were told we would either master Zoom or stop teaching, yep. gulp, that yep. was it, Right. because there was nothing I could do. Either I learned how to use Zoom or I would be out of a job. Right, 
necessity and my students attention. without me yeah that's right that's right that's right yeah it's 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 been uh you know it's been a real uh, growing experience for all of us and sometimes we need these kinds of things to push us into the next phase of life you know and and to be able to do some of the things that we have felt maybe we wouldn't be able to do or maybe things that we've never even thought about doing absolutely so it's wonderful it's Greta, wonderful. do you have a home studio for I your do. recordings i do have a home studio yes um, I have, uh, I, I was involved with a volunteer radio station some years back, and that's when I first put the home studio together. Um, I did a weekly radio show, and now I do a, a, a podcast. So yes, I do have a home studio, and you know, I'm not really, really, really fantastic with all of the stuff, but I can make, I can do what I need to do. You know, I know I have the capability to do a lot more, but I'm just like, okay, what do I need to do? How do I figure out how to do that? But you're always proactive. You're always way ahead of all of us because well, you're yeah. such a visionary yourself. You well, I, I just, you know, I, I find that I need projects to keep myself going. And I always want to be kind of looking down the road to see what might the next thing be and how can I uh, get on the bandwagon with that? How can I learn to do that? And, and I think, you know, I think for me, it came from um, having a, a son, a child that when you know things began to go digital i was you know i might not have gone so quickly with the digital thing except that i always wanted him to feel that i knew what was going on and that i was you know i can look at this computer and see what's been going on and make sure that he's you know doing the right things and and all of that and i think for me that's where it began and then you know i i had some skills as a result of of you know helping him with projects and helping him with whatever. And I just thought, I'm just going to try to keep these things up to par. Um, and, and that's, you know, I don't, I don't know that it's a matter of being ahead of everyone. It's just, I'm just curious and I, I want to be of this day and age <laughs> and, and be knowledgeable about what's going on. So, so that's, that's pretty much, uh, I, I think you're doing a fantastic job though. I mean, you're doing great things and you're, you know, uh, keeping up with, with technology. I'm beginning to, yeah. but I have to thank some of my teenagers for helping me do that. Yeah. Here's a, a, a case in point. One of my relatives was in very, very poor health, and he eventually passed. He was living in, in Seattle, and he asked for a recording of the Lord's Prayer from me that he wanted to hear. How do I do that? I don't even know how to record it, and I don't know how to send it or whatever. So... Fortunately, my husband brought his cell phone over and he had it and I recorded it, but then the file's too big to send. One of my students came right over and she showed me within 10 minutes how to open up a YouTube channel, how to post it and send it. Yeah. And it was a huge blessing to my family. Yeah, yeah, kids are really something. This is, it's their era. You know, they know exactly what to do, how to do it. And, and when they're kind to us to help us, it's a wonderful thing. <laughs> Absolutely true. Yeah. Absolutely true. So what has been the most difficult thing for you personally during this pandemic? And what are you most looking forward to doing when the pandemic is over? What a good question. I think we've all come to grips with this. 
literally. It's been hard for me to self-care, to take really good care of myself. Yeah. I have found it's not just about weight. It's not just about overeating. It's about respecting my body enough to do what is right, no matter what the conditions in the world are. I found myself to be such a caregiver for all of the people I would be spending time with here. Mm -hmm. My students needed me. I needed them. Mm -hmm. But then at the end of the day, I was exhausted. Yeah. Done. Fortunately, my long-haired German Shepherd needed to be walked twice a day. Jim would take him in the morning, and then at night, no matter what time it was, whether it was daylight or not, we would go out for walks, and that was one of the best things for me. But I know that I could have done better in terms of my eating habits, in terms of self-medicating myself with food from time to time. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, we also had Tai Chi classes every Saturday morning, Sometimes they were online. Most of the time we social distanced and we still do that. And that I could practice here. What am I looking forward to? Hugging my students. Yes. And I don't know when we're going to be able to do that. I know. I know. But, I, but that, is, that is the thing that is most important to me is to be able to hug my students, my friends. My friends. Oh, my gosh. You know, this has just been so isolating. Fortunately, we live in an area that has a lot of forest preserves, so we will go walking and we don't have to always wear the mask because you don't need to be in touch with that many people. Right. And we will continue to do that, but to have the freedom of being able to go somewhere okay. and relax, mm -hmm. that will be a great blessing. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. We are all looking forward to that. Well, Barbara, thank you so much for being with us today. This has just been delightful. It's so nice to get to hear your story and for other people to know your story and to know how they can link up with you for lessons or whatever. It's, it's fantastic. Absolutely. Greta, it's always a pleasure to be with you. We've had great conversations. Mm -hmm. And I know we're going to be in a production together coming, yes, whether yes. it's online or yes. not. <laughs> yeah, wherever it is. we're going Wherever to be it is, written by by uh, our friend Joe, oh, yeah. I'll be well. Yes. And yes. I may have one of my most gifted students taking a part in that. Oh, how nice. Well, I know great. we'll be singing together. Yeah, we will. Be so there's a lot to look forward to. Yes, there is. Many, many thanks to Barbara Ann Martin. What a great conversation. Talented lady, lovely, lovely person. It's been a pleasure. The Business Savvy Singer podcast is brought to you by the privatemusicstudio.net, Eternal Wolf Music, and Greta Pope Entertainment. Let us know if you know of a singer who is having great success in the music business. We'd love to share their story and their journey on this podcast. Send your emails to info at gretapope.com. We've had a great time with you today. See you next time on the Business Savvy Singer podcast. The Business Savvy Singer. Singer.